What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to the 845 Sports Podcast. Um, it's been a little while, you know, got things going on. But we'll be back here today to talk a little bit of basketball. We're here to talk about the Knicks, um, New York Knicks, obviously. And we're here to talk about, you know, some possible trade deadline moves. Um, as of right now, um, you know, the Knicks had a pretty good season, um, as many people know. Um, obviously, we have an all-star, my guy Julius Randle. Um, he's had an excellent season, shooting well, uh, obviously scoring at, um, at a career high. Um, we've had a very good season thus far. Um, currently seventh in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, game a shade under 500, which, you know, I expect us to, you know, overcome that um, in, in our next game against the Wizards. Um, but it's been a pretty good season so far. You know, there's been a lot of good, um, you know, improvement to see um Mitchell Robinson just came back um we've been rattled with some injuries and still been able to win games our defense has been top of the league um RJ Barrett's improvement um especially since the all-star break has been great um Reggie Bullock Alec Burks uh they've been good Emmanuel quickly obviously has been great also um one player I am a little concerned about is Obi Toppin you know I know he's a rookie and I know he doesn't get much playing time you know, but when he's out there, I'd like to see him, uh, you know, be a little more aggressive and really show his versatility. But I think as time goes on, you know, he'll he'll be very good. Um, Anyway, let's get down to the real talk. Right now, the Knicks are definitely in a playoff position. Um, I believe that the top 10 teams in the conference get to make it this year, and the teams uh, 7 through 10 have to p- kind of play in to make it. Um, Right now, as of today, we're in uh, the seventh spot, so we would kind of be in the play-in, but there's no reason why we can't keep winning games and get into those top six. Um, and I think that we can solidify that um, as a transition now, you know, to the trade deadline. As as many know, um, the trade deadline is Thursday, which is only a couple of days away. Um, <clears throat> and there have been rumors about who the Knicks can get. Obviously, the Knicks have a lot of cap room, you know, can take on a couple of big contracts. Um, a couple of players I've, uh, I've been interested in, uh, I think that that would really help the Knicks are Evan Fournier of the Magic um, and Victor Oladipo of the Houston Rockets. And I say this because, well, one, Evan Fournier, every time he plays against the Knicks, he torches them, averaging about 19 points a season. He would provide scoring that the team really needs, and he would provide that versatility on the wing. Um, that would give us a big boost. Um, as for Oladipo, obviously an excellent two-way player, former All-Star a couple years ago. Um High flyer, uh, can shoot the ball, create his own shot. He's interested in New York and Miami. We have the money. I don't know if uh, – I know that the Knicks are not willing to give up a premium package. They'd rather just wait for free agency rather than give up, you know, first-round picks. But at the same time, it would be nice to make a playoff push, but we'd probably end up giving up less for a guy like Evan Fournier, and I think that's a safe move. Um, Right now, I'd say the, mo- the high prize isn't either of those two. I would say it's Lonzo Ball. Um, of the Pelicans. J.J. Redick has shown interest in the Knicks. I think that they would be involved in a similar package, possibly getting a guy like Eric Bledsoe due to his contract. Um, I think that a guy like Lonzo Ball, you know, his IQ is very high, as Magic Johnson stated in an interview earlier today. Um, His passing ability, his scoring has gotten a lot better, and his three-point shooting is at a career high. Um, He would provide pace um, to the team, you know, you'd be feeding guys like Robinson and take some pressure off Julius Randle. And then you bring in a guy like Reddick, you know, he can shoot the lights out. And even a guy like Eric Bledsoe, who can come off the bench, would be a great piece. 
And you, you might say, oh, you know, what about, you know, Alfred Payton, Derrick Rose quickly? You know, what does that do for them? Well, I would guess that we'd probably have to give up, you know, a guy like Frank Nilkina, Kevin Knox. I don't think the Knicks would be willing to take on Eric Bledsoe just because that'd be a whole other contract. Um, and also that's another guard. So I would say that, you know, we'd have to give up a guard and, you know, we're not going to give up Rose or quickly. So obviously we'd give up Nilakina or Peyton. And then we have, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball. And, you know, I think it could work out, you know, with Lonzo quickly and Rose because, you know, they they can find minutes for all three of them because Lonzo's unselfish, not like he needs the ball all the time. So he's also a pretty tall guard as well, I believe six six. Six seven, so he can handle himself on the wing if need be. But obviously, he's a ball dominant player um, because he's a point guard at heart. Um, <clears throat> so I think those would be very good moves, you know, for the Knicks to make. That would really help make a playoff push with Mitchell Robinson back. You know, that obviously really helps us. Um, and our guys playing at a high level. The one concern, obviously, is the camaraderie. Um, you know, the Knicks have built good camaraderie, but at the same time, you know, it seems like a pretty good culture. They can fit in a guy or two. You know, as long as they contribute to the team and they have a good attitude, um, obviously that's good. One thing, though, that can be concerning is when you bring in a guy like Lonzo Ball, he's actually pretty solid defensively, but he's really going to have to buy into hard-nosed, aggressive defense, um, which he hasn't really – which I haven't really seen from the limited games that I've seen from the Pelicans. He would really have to adapt to that culture, and probably that would really help him and make him more valuable. I know he gets steals and all that, um, but, you know, I think – getting a more aggressive team defense mindset um, as the Knicks have right now, you know, that would benefit him as a player and translate the points. Um, you know, as for the Knicks right now, you know, obviously right now forward about 43 games in, um, you know, I think there's 72 games. There's only like 30 games left. If we can just maintain our, our, uh, our winning ways and, uh, you know, we'll definitely be playing, you know, in the playoff circuit. All we got to do is finish in the top 10. But obviously you go on a few-game losing streak and you'll be towards the bottom of the conference. But you go on a few-game winning streak, you're towards the top. So we need to try to, you know, stay towards mid to the top. Obviously easier said than done. But as of right now, we have a good enough team to beat a lot of the teams in this league. Um, obviously the Western Conference is loaded, but we don't see the Western Conference a lot. So... Um, it's important that we take advantage of the games um, that we know we can win so we can move on and, you know, risk a loss here or there. Um, you know, this team has a lot of promise, um, you know, coming up in the future. This is a very talented draft class coming in, you know, uh, I don't know when the season is ending, but, you know, June or July, whenever they have the draft or later in August, um, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of prospects, and the Knicks might look to trade up or just really look for free agency. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but the coaching has been great. Um, everything's been, you know, working really well, um, and I'm really happy to the team. Um, uh, I'd like to just give a quick shout-out to uh, Suffern High School Varsity Basketball. Um, yeah, they've uh, had a great season. I know a lot of the guys on the team, um, they've had a great season. They have three all-section players. Um, you know, due to, you know, players missing COVID, they were a little shorthanded towards the end of the season. Um, but, you know, very successful season. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to them. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, New York's looking good right now. Um, the Knicks, as far as, you know, I'm concerned. Um as for trade deadline, you know, some other players that are being looked at, you know, Bradley Beal from the Wizards. Um, obviously, all the depot, as I mentioned, not just for the Knicks, but for many teams, Kyle Lowry, Mark Saldridge, Andre Drummond. 
honestly, you know, we're like two days away. You know, I think there's going to be some big moves, you know, Wednesday um, and early Thursday. Um, I don't know how big the moves will be, but I think there will be a couple at least um, to make a playoff push because, you know, everything's up for grabs. Um, you know, there's some big names out there, some small names out there, but I think it's important that the Knicks make a move, you know, just to get someone, you know, even if it's just like a J.J. Redick, you know, maybe maybe not Lonzo Ball. They get somebody like J.J. Redick. I think that just – you know, making a move like that shows some integrity. Um, and, you know, also we have a lot of money to be utilized in free agency. Um, so I'm very happy with that. Um, just to transition real quick, um, uh, switching leagues here, you know, in the NFL, I just like to briefly talk about the Jets situation. Obviously, the Jets with the number two overall pick. Um, many are saying Zach Wilson. I feel like they should take Justin Fields. Uh, I've discussed with you know, peers of mine, uh, friends of mine about this. Um, many are high on Zach Wilson. I'm not very high on Zach Wilson. I'm more high on Justin Fields. Um, but I will credit the Jets. You know, they haven't spent a lot of money, but they've spent a good chunk. They brought in a couple guys like Lawson and uh, LaMarcus Joyner. They re-signed Marcus May. They brought in Corey Davis, um, a couple other guys as well. Um, so, you know, I'm very I'm, – I'm, I'm optimistic – as far as how the season will go. The real question is, you know, if we bring in a new quarterback and he becomes a starter, you know, how quickly, you know, do they adapt and will they produce right away? That's a big thing. Um, I don't, you know, just watching the Jets, you know, I don't know if Sam Darnold is our best option right now. Obviously, you can't, you know, rule it out because it's the Jets, but I don't think Sam Darnold is the best option at quarterback for the Jets unless they just don't draft one, which I think would be a pretty um an erratic decision um as far as that's concerned. Um, but other than that, I thought there's been some good free agent signs. There's more to come also as we, you know, transition into the next part of NFL free agency. There's a lot of guys still available. I would say the Jets might go out and get, you know, another receiver. But I would say right now the big thing to get is corners. We can stack up our offensive line a little bit, but we need a secondary. That hurt us all of last year. Um, we have a couple of solid guys there now. With Joyner May, uh, uh, you know, I don't even – that's the thing, man. We need a couple other, you know, solid guys back there in our secondary. You know, after losing Jamal Adams and, you know, a couple other guys over the past couple of years. So we need to, you know, get that going. Um as for the New York Giants, you know, I'm not a big New York Giants fan, but I will say that that Kenny Galladay signing was a big signing. You know, putting weapons around, you know, Daniel Jones is a big is a big uh, boost to the team. They also have a pretty solid secondary, James Bradbury uh, and, uh, you know, Logan Ryan, and they just signed someone else today. Um, so, you know, the Giants looking good right now. They got Leonard Williams also up front. Dexter Lawrence, uh, I know they lost uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, but, you know, what can you do? Um, but, you know, the Giants looking solid. I just think, you know, Daniel Jones needs to really develop. And, you know, I don't think the Giants should be opposed to taking someone like Mac Jones with their first-round pick. Um, I don't think it would be a bad move at all. He'll be one of the few first-round QBs. Um, if the Giants look to trade up and take a guy like that, I wouldn't even mind. They might even look to trade down. Um, and acquire more picks um, to to bring in possibly some more O-line um, or uh, uh, maybe some more weapons on offense. Who knows? Um, the big thing that's going to determine the Giants' season 
is the presence of Charles. I mean, not Charles Barkley, Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, obviously he's such a vocal point of the team, an explosive offensive player, a running back can do so much for the team. Um, he let me down in fantasy, you know, with that injury. Um, but hopefully he'll come back strong this year. Um, looking forward to seeing him play and hopefully he stays healthy because that really helps Daniel Jones and makes him a more dangerous quarterback. Um, as as we know, you know, some of the best QBs in the league, you know, tend to have a pretty pretty good running back. You know, other than a guy like Deshaun Watson, you know, and QBs are better when their running backs are effective and efficient. Um so I think both New York teams have a chance to, you know, have a solid season. I will say though that the Giants should have high aspirations because of the weakness of their division. Um, but I would say the Jets should be more worried because with the Patriots bringing in all the free agents, um, in addition you have the Buffalo Bills still signing guys after that great season last year, uh, in playoff run. And in addition, you have the Dolphins who made some good signings. You know, you know things aren't you know going the Jets way right now. I don't think that they'll win a division championship unless everything clicks and their quarterback situation goes perfect. Um, but I do think that they might be able to sneak into the wild card if they have a good enough record. Um, but however, you know, there's only one division champ and I would say the other two teams in the division are better than the Jets. Um, so, you know, the Jets would have to have a pr- pretty good season to, 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 you know, wedge their way into the wild card. Um, but, you know, it's uh, hopefully, you know, the Jets will have a respectable team, a respectable season, and you never know. Some surprises may happen. I'm just, you know, I hope they win, you know, at least seven games. You know, I think that would be really nice, you know, show some improvement. And, you know, bring in a few guys, you know, and you make that much improvement, it attracts more free agents and say a couple more guys and we can, you know, completely turn this team around. And I think that would be very beneficial for the team. Um, and, you know, opening day for baseball, uh, MLB, you know, is in a few days. You're looking forward to see Francisco Lindor and the Mets and obviously the, the Yankees with a bit of a restructured pitching rotation revolved around Jared Cole. And, of course, the Mets have the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob deGrom. Um, so looking forward to see both those New York teams. Um, real quick, coming back to the NBA, uh, kind of going around New York here, the Brooklyn Nets – in my opinion, the best team in the Eastern Conference. Um, obviously, they got three all-stars. Kevin Durant out right now. You know, Kyrie Irving out due to a personal matter. Um, but, um, you know, the Nets are going to make a deep playoff push. Who knows? They might acquire someone at the deadline. I know they got Blake Griffin, you know. And watch out for this guy, Nick Claxton, the second-year man from Georgia. The big man, he is extremely consistent. He might be getting a lot more playing time instead of DeAndre Jordan going forward because he's an extremely athletic big, um, you know, going forward um, for the Brooklyn Nets. Anyway, it's going to cap it off for today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening. Uh, make sure to tune in to other episodes. You know, I'm looking uh, to get back in and record my episodes. Um, and don't forget to watch March Madness. My Oregon Ducks are in the Sweet 16. After spanking Iowa in the round of 32. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching their Sweet 16 game against USC. It was coming off a big win over Kansas. Um, two Pac 12 teams, the best conference in all of college basketball, the Pac 12. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching that on Sunday at 9 45. Uh, 
March Madness games resume on Saturday, so only a couple more days of waiting. Um, and yeah, that's gonna cap it off. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Eight four five Sports Podcast available wherever you want or need at any time. Um, be sure to tune in to future episodes. Thank you for listening.